Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. It's so easy for us to get off track, to miss those moments when God would speak. And as we're prepared for those moments when he would speak, it prepares us for a time when he will come back again. Jesus said, we must be ready to serve the king. Ready to serve. Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see. Changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet. Jesus calls us to be ready. Ready for opportunities to serve, ready for His calling on our lives, and most importantly, ready for His return. Today, Pastor Ed challenges Christians to be prepared. Jesus Himself in Scripture warned believers to be watchful at all times, not in an anxious way, but a healthy preparedness for His coming. The more spiritual disciplines you can implement in your life today, the more conscious you will be of the Lord's return. Be alert, for no one knows the hour of Christ's coming. Now here's Pastor Ed with part one of today's message entitled, Watchful Preparation for the Coming King. The 12th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, verses 35 to 48. Now, this portion of Scripture is located in what they call the travel narrative of our Lord Jesus. This was a portion of Scripture where Jesus was traveling towards Jerusalem. He was going to give his life. He was going to sacrifice himself for our redemption. And he's preparing his disciples for this period that he will no longer be with them, that he'll be in heaven, beginning to read with verse 35. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth. He will dress himself to serve. We'll have them recline at the table and we'll come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready. Even if he comes the second or third watch of the night. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house be broken in. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you are not expecting him. Peter asked, Lord, are you telling this parable to us or to everyone? The Lord answered, Who then is the faithful and wise manager, whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them their food allowance at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth, he will put him in charge of all of his possessions. 
But suppose the servant says to himself, my master is taking a long time in coming. And he then begins to beat the men servants and maid servants and to eat and drink and get drunk. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with unbelievers. That servant who knows his master's will and does not get ready or does not do what his master wants will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. These are the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. These are the words of the Savior to his followers, to you and to me, to to all of us. We need to listen with spiritual ears so that there will be a response from the depths of our heart to what Jesus is teaching us. Watchful preparation for the coming king. Watchful preparation for the coming king. The king is coming back. In the very last book of the Bible, the very last chapter of the very last book of the Bible, almost the last verse, there's 21 verses in that chapter, verse 20 says, he who testifies to these things says, surely I'm coming quickly. Amen, John responds. Even so come Lord Jesus. That should be our prayer. That should be the passion of our heart. That should be the burden that you and I have. Lord Jesus, come back. Return to this world. Rapture your church. Set up your government. We are to live in a constant state of watchful, ready, Preparation, not anxiety, but watchful waiting for the coming of the Lord. We're to look up. The Bible tells us that He one day will break through that eastern sky and He'll return. We're reminded again and again as we look around how all creation is groaning, crying out for the coming of the Lord. We see earthquakes, we hear of floods, tornadoes, all sorts of events that remind us that there's something wrong with our world and we need the Lord's return. We're we're to look within. As we look within and as we reflect on the journey so many times, Christ has come and we've realized it after the fact. Sometimes in the moment we were so caught up with the moment, like the two men on the Emmaus road as they're 
walking with Jesus, their hearts burn within them, but it's not until he breaks bread and all of a sudden they realize who he was. Sometimes it's not until afterwards our eyes are open to say, he was with us. We're to look deep within our souls because there are things that can hinder our service to God. There are things that we have to change so that we will be ready, ready when God comes our way. That's why scripture says everyone, everyone that has this hope within him purifies himself. So we are purifying our heart. Oh Lord, don't let there be distractions. Don't let there be busyness. Don't let there be things that, Lord, pull me away from my focus on you, from being ready when you return. The passage of scripture that we've read are a compilation of parables and fragments of parables that Jesus taught to his disciples. They're a way that we could be watchful and prepared for the coming king. The first thing that I want you to note is found in verses 35 all the way to, I believe, verse 39. We must be attentive to the king. Attentive to the king. The text says in verses 37 and 8, blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. If he comes in the second watch or third watch and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. The tendency is to become weary and fall asleep. To become tired and lose that keen sense of awakeness, readiness for the Lord's return. It's so easy for us to get off track, to miss those moments when God would speak. And as we're prepared for those moments when he would speak, it prepares us for a time when he will come back again. Jesus said, we must be ready to serve the king ready to serve. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning. The setting of this text is a story that Jesus tells about a master who goes away for a wedding. And weddings in the Jewish culture would last days, so the servants wouldn't know when the master was coming back. But they were to be not in their pajamas, Not in their nightcaps, but but they were to be watching, ready, prepared, dressed. So when the master would come, they would be alert. It says, be ready. I like with that, keep your lamps burning. And I think about how our minds and how our hearts are like lamps. And how... God's word and God's spirit helps us to think clearly and feel properly. So our thinking and our emotions must be prepared, ready to serve the Lord. And how can your thinking be? Well, your conscience, first of all, your conscience. If your conscience is not 
clean and clear. When the opportunity comes to serve the king, you'll miss the moment. You'll be dull spiritually because sin dulls us and hardens us so that when Christ is there, we don't even know it. Or if we're in any way aware of it, we avoid it. Our conscience must be shaped by the word of God. It must be informed by the word of God. It cannot be something subjective that we just say, well, this is right and wrong and this is how I should act and react. No, no, the book has to shape you. The book has to form and inform your conscience so that when you see the opportunity in the supermarket to share the gospel with someone or, or, or at night when suddenly a person comes to your mind and the Spirit is speaking to you, your, your conscience so easily is moved by the Spirit and you kneel and you pray for them. When God is speaking to you and saying, go in this direction rather than that direction, suddenly that voice is so loud in your heart because your conscience is tender towards God. Our conscience, the word is like that lamp to our conscience. It's like that lamp to our affections. The trouble so many times is that we develop affections for things that pull us away rather than towards God. We develop affections for things that distract us and deter us and quench the spirit of God's working in our lives. When our conscience and then when our affections are set on things above, what happens is the reading of the Bible becomes enjoyable. And when God opens something in the book, in the word, it's better than the best film on Broadway or acting on Broadway or the film in Hollywood. It gets us excited just to walk into his presence. See, that, that's the trouble with some people. Their affections are so bound by this world, so corrupted by the things of this life that the things of God don't turn them on. The things of God don't get them excited. But when we're ready for the king, when we're anticipating the return of the Lord and our affections are set on things above, we can't wait to hear God speak. We can't wait to be in the prayer meeting. We can't wait to be in the presence of God. There's a longing. Oh Lord, awaken the church. Awaken us. So Jesus said, be ready, set your attention. Be ready to serve at a quick and spontaneous moment when God says, son, daughter, this is what I have for you. And the text goes on to say, be ready to serve, but also be ready to receive the king. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready. Again and again, Jesus is using that word, be ready. 
because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. What he's doing is using a negative illustration to teach a positive truth. He is saying, here's someone who had their house broken into, and if they had been ready, the house would never have been broken into. The Bible tells us that Jesus will come like a thief in the night. That means he'll come at an unexpected moment. We don't know when he's going to come, but we live in this state of readiness. Now, that doesn't mean anxiousness. There's a difference. There's a calm confidence, a strong assurance when you're just waiting on the king and you're ready for his return. What happens is, I believe if you were to read this text and you would ask the disciples in the first century, if you could go back, Peter, when's the Lord coming? Paul, when's the Lord coming? Any day now, any day now. If you were to go and speak to the church fathers, the disciples of the early apostles, and you were to talk to Polycarp, and you were to talk to those other, he's gonna come any hour now, it'll be in any moment. If you were to go back to the 20th century and just go back a little over 100 years at Azusa Street and there were prophetic words given out as the Holy Spirit was poured out on Azusa Street and around the world, prophetic words were given. He's coming soon, he's coming soon, he's coming soon. And you would ask them, is he coming? When is it? Any hour now. Now if you were to go back and tell the disciples, well, it's gonna be a couple of millenniums. If you were to go back to Azusa Street, well, it's not gonna be in the 20th century, perhaps the 21st century. How might they have responded? How might Jesus want us then to interpret his words? I believe what he was saying is that he can come at any moment and we are to think, Lord, it could be tonight. No, it may not be. And I won't put down the date, but I'll live with an expectancy because you know what God often does do? He comes to us. And sometimes he visits nations, he visits people. Sometimes they know it and they receive it, but sometimes they simply don't. I think about Jesus weeping over Jerusalem when they miss the hour that the prophets of the Old Testament had predicted for centuries. And he wept over Jerusalem, oh, that you would know the day of your visitation. I think about the time that Jesus, on Easter Sunday, appeared to the disciples, and Thomas wasn't there, and he missed it. And along with that, his faith sort of was stagnated until he would have an encounter. Uh, So many times God comes and we can get it and we can miss it. The Reformation, when God was endeavoring to reform and revive the church under Martin Luther, there were many that saw it and recognized it and saw the hand of God, but there were many who didn't. I think about the first and second great awakening in the United States where revival came. There were those who were in the midst of that and they recognized it and God met them in special ways. I think about your life. There are times that God has spoken to you about the brevity of your existence. Some person early on in those years passed away. 
and you think, life is so short. And if you treasure the voice of God in that incident, you live the rest of your days with a sense of being ready. There are times that God speaks to us in indelible ways, but we have to guard our hearts so that the memory remains. Excuse me, many people start well. It's not how you start, it's how you really end the race. And Jesus was concerned that we would all recognize that we are pilgrims, just passing through, journeying through this present life, and we live with this sense that the Lord is going to come and someday he is going to return. But we live with the sense, well, it could be my, it could be today. It could be in my lifetime. But what if Jesus doesn't come in the 21st century and it's the 22nd century? What if like those early disciples or that 20th century believers, these verses apply to us because we live with this sense of expectancy because someday all of us are going to meet him, all of us are going to see him, and we must be ready, be ready, be ready for his return. There's a passage of scripture in the Psalms, or rather in Revelation First, in Revelation 3.20, it says this. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. How many times has the Spirit of the Lord, how many times has Christ come to us and knocked? And because we weren't ready, we weren't watching, we missed a time of intimacy and fellowship with God that would have changed and transformed our life. In Psalm 105, verse 4, keep your eyes open for God. Watch for his works. Be alert for the signs of his presence. Be alert for the signs of his presence. There are times, there have been times, where God has given to individuals a prophetic word and a word of instruction and direction. And there are times their ears have been closed and their hearts have been hardened and they have fallen back into the old self and they've missed God. But oh, that we would say, we are ready, Lord. We're gonna receive the king when he comes. We're ready to hear your voice. We're ready to respond to you. We're ready to do your will. We're ready, oh Lord. Speak. To live for God, one must live with God. Oh, circle that, write that down. To live for God, you must live with God. There must be this sense of living with God. It's not only a Sunday morning experience, it's a Monday through Saturday experience. It's not only a a midst of a revival service, it is 24-7 walking with God, meeting with God. God calls us to be attentive so that we will be prepared. But he also goes on to explain something more. We must be faithful to the king. Peter asks the question, there's crowds around and he wants Jesus to clarify 
the parable he had just told. So Peter, in verse 41, Peter asked, Lord, are you telling this parable to us or to everyone? The Gospels are Grand Central Station for learning about Jesus, which is the single most important part of our lives as Christians. Please join us each day as Pastor Ed teaches through the Gospel of Luke. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith.